chaos is everywhere. It's Jonathan Gilchrist. I'm here to tell you about another podcast in the Chaos Family Podcast. This time we're doing Chaos and Inside. Chaos and Inside is a every other week discussion of current wrestling events. We cover mostly AEW and ROH, at least those are our deep dives. But if there's big news in the world of wrestling, whether it be WWE, AAA, New Japan, or Impact, we will cover it and we'll give you our opinion. We also do prediction shows for major pay-per-view events. So come and join us, and uh, we'll tell you all about the wonderful weird world of wrestling. See you soon, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Chaos Fell Frontier. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. And that guy over there, no one is interested in his underpants. That's Mr. Artie Yeah, yeah, get it, get it. What? Funny and cruel. That's why I like that one. And uh, today we're watching some Star Trek Voyager. We're doing Season 2, Episode 24, uh, Tuvix. We're really barely at the end of the episode, or at the end of the season. We've got two left um, in Voyager 3 and Deep Space Nine. So we're going to end on Deep Space Nine when we finally do get to the end of these seasons. Uh-huh. All right, but yeah, we're at zero, so you're going to want to hit play in the three, two, one, play. They're just they're just brushing over that, but their sensors from space can detect a type of flower. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, let's not quote about semantics, Tuva. Come on, tell your best friend it's beautiful. Tuvokian. That is a new word. Do you technically be Tuvokian? I prefer Tuvokian. I know. But that's one you said. I get it. <laughs> it just sounds better to me. That's why, it says that's why you said it that way. <laughs> I mean, you should. Vulcan is a very beautiful planet. By the way, everybody, uh, he's also here. I didn't say his name because I'm hoping he won't, you know, yell at the mic, but I'm sure he will at some point. At some point, yeah. I stopped petting him, so at some point he won't. I keep telling you, it's in your contract. You have to pet me throughout the entire show. You know... I don't know if this is the first time we've heard it, but Tuvok uh, breeds orchids, so that's part of what he's talking about. I feel like Neelix uh-huh. is very, very, like, bad. Uh, like, I, he's very, like, unaware. Uh-huh. And it's very frustrating because he's been there for quite a while at this point. And I feel like at some point it's just, like, him not wanting to change. As opposed to like, well, it probably doesn't get into this, but I highly doubt it's something to where he can't change. It's something to where he doesn't want to, and he's just so stubborn he wants to force stuff on others. Yeah, there he does change by now. Yeah, he should clearly know how to like interact with each person. Right. He the thing of it is like by the end, and we'll have to keep our eyes on it. Like Tuvok does grow to like him, so. Yeah, but if you're really a morale, quote-unquote, officer or whatever the fuck they want to call him yeah. to keep him happy, then you should, like, take that, quote-unquote, seriously yeah. and treat people like... Like, he's trying to treat them all the same. Right. And he, they shouldn't. You should treat them all differently. Oh, uh, there's something wrong with the transporter. We really shouldn't, um... 
You really shouldn't fuck around with transporters. No. That's fine. I'm sure that'll be fine. Yeah, they probably shouldn't even try to fix it. <sighs> this <laughs> is Star Trek. So yeah, May 6, 1996 is when this came out. I just had a thought about him. Mm. If we want him to stop in while we're recording, because usually he will fall asleep eventually while we do this, maybe we should, like, a half hour before we record, just come down here, watch something, and get it out of his system, and then try and record. I mean, I feel like I don't need to be here for that. No, part of it's us talking, so like we... Oh, to, I see what you're saying. Because like yeah, when he hears us talk, maybe. that's when he thinks he should be talking. That's fair. He's like a toddler. Yeah, basically. Oh, everyone else is making noise. I should make noise to be a part of it. Yeah. So one of the interesting things about this episode that I, I'm really glad they didn't do is the role of Tuvix. They were, at one point, considering giving it to um, Ethan Phillips, the guy that plays Neelix. It would have been interesting to see that if he could have, like, done enough Tuvok yeah. to make it the new character. <clears throat> That's ultimately why they didn't do it, because they felt like he has such a big personality it would kind of overwhelm That's trying fair. to do a new character. Yeah, and the actor for Tuvok already has experience doing um, Tuvok without his... Vulcan control, so... Yeah. Well, that's not the same actor. That's actually a different actor. Oh, it looks like him. Yeah, no, they found a guy that actually knew both um, both actors, like, in real life. They just knew each other, so he kind of, like, took from both of them when he did the... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and if you if um, you have the sound on and you listen to him, he really does sound like Tuvok, but also has a lot of Neelix's mannerisms. This is just odd. Even his clothes in a weird way. Yeah, this is just all very important exposition before we get to the actual stuff. Hmm, interesting. Didn't she ask Torres? Yeah, she just said something about Torres. But for whatever reason, she's not in the scene. No, well, let's use the transporter some more. Yeah, right. See how many different combinations we can get. Yeah, that feels pretty stupid, if I'm being honest. No, they're going to use the shuttle. That's fine. So, yeah, part of it is that this... It's where this episode goes, because they knew that they had to kind of get over this hokey um, premise. Because it is very sci-fi you know, a shtick type mm -hmm. thing. But I think you'll be surprised by the end of the episode how, how it goes, because they do a really good job by the end. But they knew right off the bat, like, yeah, no, we kind of got to have to get over this kind of silly premise to talk with some really interesting ideas.
Oh yeah, that's just simple. Right. I can just sit there and do nothing for 20 minutes. That'd be really upsetting. Right? <clears throat> yeah, don't specifically move your one hand that's got the sensor on it. See, told you, Nivak. But that's just stupid. Clearly, Only an idiot would come up with that. Clearly, Tuvix is a better way to go. Ugh. Awkward. Shut up, Nivak. Don't be so disrespectful to my man Tuvix. Yes, you're back. Thank you for letting us know. Well, obviously, it seems like, what else would you expect to be doing? Right? It's a lot of organs. Like, if you think about it, it's like, because Vulcans probably have organs that Talaxians don't have. And... <laughs> yeah, let me have the weapons. About that. Um... Actually, we're celebrating for the second day in a row, No Diarrhea Monday. It's been quite nice. That's got to be a horrible combination. <laughs> Anywhere else. Like, seriously, just get the fuck away from me. Uh. Huh. It's almost like he's sucking up to you. Right? You're a very annoying cat. That he is. But very loving. Yep, that is also true. But very annoying. I, I thought I accidentally paused it for a second. Right. <laughs> There's nothing out of the ordinary. 
Oh, so they brought him back on the ship instead of... Yeah, no, they were going to take a shuttle down. Yeah. I was making a joke. So there's a... There's something about the plants going through the transporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they... um Yeah, they're about to what? explain what basically... Well, he's asking to have sex with you, Captain. Yes, of course. Um, but basically, yeah, the plants being transported with them spliced their genes together. Because everything was all jumbled up. Yeah. That was actually the name of the episode, Symboid Genesis, for like the whole production, and then they changed it to Tuvix. Which I'm glad of, because I could pronounce Tuvix. I have no idea how to pronounce that other word. And if you ever watch the uh, anime Hunter x Hunter, you'll see the natural conclusion of this with giant ants that can take over the world. Boom. Yeah, Tuvix is born. How do you know? You haven't been down there at night. You'll depart at 6 a.m. Good luck waking up. Also, you're in a spaceship orbiting the planet. Couldn't you just go to the other end of the planet that now is daytime? No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Pretty sure, pretty sure it does. Nope. Hey, Tuvix, why don't you stay in Tuvox location? So weird. It's weird because, like, when it comes to Cassie's, obviously focus more on the Neelix right part, but the Tuvok also has a relationship with her. No, you're making a mess because you're basically all monkeys. Yep. Man, it's going to suck when they lose this combination of the two. They have to go back to being two different people. Yeah. Oh. One of the things that I read while I'm doing my research, which I found very interesting, um, is that the guy that played Tuvix actually said that he wished he had more like support from like the writers and stuff. Mm. And they're like, he did his best, but he felt like he needed more direction on like, what they wanted to uh, combined Tuvok and Neelix to be. And I heard, read the director basically saying, I think the part was a little too big for him. He's a pretty good actor, but I think he got away from him. I'm like, wow, apparently there's some bitch slapping going on. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. I have very strange feelings I need to sort out. Right. Don't look like what did you do wrong, obviously. It's not like you're just Tuvok for no idea of emotions, really.
a hunch. See, a Vulcan with a hunch, very dangerous. Yep. Which might be why Spock is so much cooler than all the other Vulcans. Because he got the human half to have punches. True that. Wow. Oh. Like, I know that's supposed to be a compliment to Tuvix, but it's also kind of a fuck you to Neelix and Tuvok. Yeah, it is. Neelix, I understand, but... Tuvok's pretty awesome. Tuvok's pretty cool. Although it was Chakotay that said it, so, and Chakotay has a complicated thing with... That's that's fair. <laughs> Would you like to merge our DNA? What the fuck's wrong with you? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I just love the idea that they're doing this experiment to see if the flower will do what they want it to do. Yeah. And they just start, like, doing shit for fun. Okay, let's do an apple and orange now. <laughs> what do it make? A lemon. What the fuck? That explains so much about lemons. I hope they don't act. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's just a... Okay, cool. Yeah, no, they're just transporting the plant to see if it'll do... Oh, that crazy ass plant. That is one crazy ass plant. <laughs> it just starts going, kill me, kill <laughs> me. Oh, that's a problem. So, yeah, they can merge the plants, but now the doctor is having trouble finding a way to unmerge them. <laughs> I love his humility. Right? You have no idea how good a doctor I am. Seriously. I'm sure that'll make his kids happy. Oh yeah, he also has a Vulcan wife while he's hitting on guests. Yeah. They're not a part of the show show, fuck them. Yeah, that's fair. I said they're not a part of the so show, fuck them. So show. So show. And now that I've lost both of them, I really should go find Tom Paris. Right. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, they still need a tactical officer. There's two plates for you on that ship. I technically they need a cook because they have to conserve energy. Probably do without a morale officer, to be honest with you. We should mate. What? It's a date. Socially, you know, go out and kick it. Okay, where's that from? Because I know the line. Thank you. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Oh, they actually do mention her. Yep.
Yeah, and if Tapel was here, I'd probably be trying to hit on her too. Exactly. Oh, that's fair. No, we could. That's a good point. We could screw around for like four or five more years. You'd be dead, and then by the time I get back, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is perfect. For me, mostly. Control your emotions. Yeah, Tuvix. Yeah, Tuvix. Let's put a little more Vok behind that, too. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. It was a pretty good joke. Like One thing that um, Ethan Phillips said about this episode that he really liked is there was like a thought of Paris and Kess getting together. But after this episode, you can see that she just needs Neelix. And she's just crazy about him. Yeah. Which I don't think is exactly the message, but... This is the first time you've ever been in my quarters, Kiss. But I find them sterile, analytical, and detached. <laughs> Like, could have even given her, like, a week to get used Yeah, right? Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, she still does love Neelix. I, don't, I really don't know when they broke up. To be honest with you, we have to keep our eyes on that. That's fair. I mean, you definitely should. Mostly match bait. <laughs> I really miss my dog. I miss her so much. <laughs> also, there's a guy, apparently. He's only on the other side of the galaxy. Stop bitching about it. Yeah. Barely a hop, skip, and a jump. No, it's literally only been like a week or whatever they said. Yeah, just a couple days. A couple days. Also, I love your robe. Right. Where did you get it? Oh, this thing? Yeah, Earth. You've never been there. <laughs> My door is always open. Don't make a habit of it, though. <laughs>
So yeah, it's now been two weeks since the accident. So. So yeah, I hope everybody enjoys their uh, new buddy Tuvix. Yeah, now he's trying to keep a respectful distance. Yeah, right. That makes sense. That's fair. Right now he's um, playing I Am Iron Man. <laughs> it's just Iron Man. It's just Iron Man. I'm stupid and I don't know music. That's fair. <laughs> I was busy. Why you ask? Oh, no reason. What else would it be about, Harry? Right? Like, come on. No, it's a completely different medical thing that happened like a few days after. It's completely different. Oh, this is about me. Fuck off. I'm just doing experiments to try and make a pigeon rat. That's fair. Sorry, boys. Looks like my luck's just beginning. I mean, you just won the game, so it's not like you have anything to, like, come back to. Boom. Friend zoned. With benefits? Why would you say that? <laughs> oh, yes, time. The one thing you have abundance of. Yeah. Oops. Too soon. I'm not going anywhere. Dr. Tuvix, what? <laughs> yep. It's like he jinxed himself. Yeah. Called an X ring. So primitive. So it's actually a pretty simple concept. They're just they're going to inject them with some radiation that will link to the specific DNA and they can separate out which one's which based on yeah. the radiation. Oh, thank God. Step four. Boom. 
it really is a genius way to write the episode. Like, because you don't even think about it until that moment. Yeah. That Tuvix might not want to die. She, um, Valid question. She didn't like that line, though, which I can see why, because it's kind of a dick line to say. I think it makes sense. Yeah. I understand why it's in the script, but I can also understand from the actor's point of view, like, I oh, guess, no, yeah. that's some shitty thing to say. Boom. Yep. Too much like, get me the fuck away from me, Alex. <laughs> No, this is actually the script. It's just the actor, like, trying to keep the job going. Yep. And Neelix is also a person. Yeah, right? Sorry, but the truth, the same was not true of Neelix. She said she believed it was true. And he's not wrong. Yeah, it's a tough philosophical choice. If only the doctor could have figured this out immediately. Yeah. Well, then there wouldn't be an episode. Exactly. <laughs> the episode had to happen. Oh. But she wants to go through what she wants to go through it too. Don't try to lay on her. I was gonna say, help me, Obi Wan Kess. <laughs> Captain, uh, Tuvix just laid a bunch of shit on my shoulders. 
I will say Kate McGrew's face in this whole episode, but especially towards the climax here, like does a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Commander? Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. You're not supposed to be here. All right. Uh-oh. I think she made a decision. I think she made a decision. Ah, Captain. What's up? Wow. Yes. Really? No, this is one of the reasons I love this episode so much. Because it's a very, very, like, real way that someone that doesn't want to die would react. Yeah. Random crewman pressing buttons, please. I just realized I never thought about it before because I was like, where is he going? Neelix does have a ship. Maybe he thought he could get to Neelix's ship. Maybe, yeah. Away. It's just, it's so non-Starfleet, which is why I like it so much. Yeah. Also very guilt-trippy. Well, we need some therapy. Well, yeah. <laughs> However, I do not forgive Janeway. Well, it gets better. If by better, it means more upsetting. I don't doubt it. It is kind of crazy because this was, this does legit feel like an execution. Yep. This is definitely what they were going for, so good on them. I do also, it's a really important moment for the doctor that like he does have like, nope, that's a hard limit. Wow. I mean, I get it. Yeah. But it also means that Janeway basically becomes the executioner. Yep. Which is one of the reasons why I said this is the episode where a lot of people, because it created a lot of controversy, hate Janeway the most. By the way, if you look really quickly there, you can see a piece of orange tape on the bed where he has to sit, like, when they, yeah, right there. Oh, I see. Because of the effect they're going to do. That's kind of funny. Yeah. If, oh, man, if they were smarter about it, they would have put the same tape on every bed. Or just, like, picked a different color tape. I don't know why it had to be bright orange to show them the spot. I think it would have been better. Because I think people are going to see that no matter what. Yeah. So I think it would have been smarter to put it on each bed. Meh. So it just looked like something that was on each bed. I don't think I would have ever noticed it just because I don't see that, but that was in the notes. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool.
Bye, Mr. Tuvix. Bye, Mr. Tuvix. Good job. I think that's the first time Neil gets to wear the uniform. That's cool. So we don't, which is a problem with Star Trek, because usually the ending is really good, because this is it, just her walking away and like her face of being a murderer now. Yeah. Um, but like one thing you never get to know is like what happened to Tuvix? Like do they, Neelix and Tuvok have his memories now? That's what I was kind of interested in. Yeah. We don't ever get to see that, because they just said it with Janeway. Of course not. I mean, you need to, like, at least ten minutes to go through that. But yeah, there you go. There's two Vicks. I mean, they could have been, like, do you... It could have ended, like, do you remember anything? And they both say it, like, the same time. Everything. And then it could fade out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I like the choice they made, but yeah, that is the one thing I've always wondered about. Alright, so, um, let me pull this up. But yeah, what did you think? Because, like I said, that's the episode that a lot of people, like, if they were pointing to why Janeway's a bad captain... A lot of people point to that episode. I mean, I definitely get it. Like, yeah. if I was if I was a Star Trek fan, uh-huh. like, I get where they're coming from. I already didn't like her. Uh-huh. So it's not like it really affected my opinion of her. If anything, and this is probably because I'm not, maybe this is just because I'm coming at it from a different point of view. Right. But, like, if anything, I feel like she made a really hard decision. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't, like, she, if anything, I would, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should say this. We might lose all of our viewers. Um, <laughs> in my humble, non-Star Trekky opinion, uh-huh. I think that whether you consider it right or wrong, she made an ex- she made a very difficult decision. That yes, some people would argue that it wasn't her choice to make. On the other hand, I would argue that those oh man, this gets into so like. Yeah. philosophical, like, what's considered dead and, like, all that kind right. of shit. You know what I mean? Like, that goes into such an idea of stuff that, like, could be turned into such a topic. Because, yeah. um, like, on the one hand, you're like, oh, Tuvix was there, Neelix and Tuvok weren't. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you, like, they weren't really, like, dead. Right. I guess. You know what I mean? I guess, in a way, it's kind of like how I feel like Tuvix wasn't really dead. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, like, the fact, like Janeway said, there was, yes, two Vicks had one opinion, but there were two separate individuals exactly. that couldn't, like, voice their opinion. So, yeah. I, I don't, it doesn't make me think any less of her. Yeah. Mostly because, obviously, like I said, I didn't really have a high opinion of her anyways. Right. I think, and maybe it's because it was so non-Federation of her to do it. If anything, I think it makes me think a little bit higher of her. Mm. Because it was, like... The non-Federation thing to do. Yeah. At the same time, it makes her kind of like a... Uh, like, kind of seem a little more wishy-washy. Right. But, at the same time, that's kind of, being able to, like, flex like that makes a good leader. Right. And, you know, being a good leader means that you sometimes have to make a tough decision that not everyone's going to be happy with. Yeah. And, you could clearly tell she had the support of everyone on the station. That's true. Which I think makes it a little better, I guess. And I think it's also a step from, like I've been telling you, because you've said you don't like her, which I understand, but you can see that she does change. Like, that's a start. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's a big step of, like... Uh, absolutely. I don't think I don't think that's a decision episode one or two Janeway makes. Yeah. Like, episode one or two Janeway, I think it, we, we say goodbye to Tuvok and Alex. Yeah, Probably. And we have Tuvix, who's awesome. Um, eh. Yeah, I liked him. But um, I honestly, my favorite part is the ending on the bridge where he's like running around at, like begging people. Yeah. Just because you don't see that in Star Trek. They're all so self-sacrificing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I really don't want to fucking die. Please help me. He is really not Federation material. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, all right. So then uh, next week will be Star Trek Deep Space Nine for episode 23. It's called To the Death. This is a really cool episode. Um, the future peace is at stake. Uh, let's see here. When a band of renegade Jemadar discover an ancient Igonian gateway. 
So, just a brief little thing for you to let you know what we're dealing with. Agonian gateways are in the next generation. They are from a long extinct species that are basically stargates that allow you to cross the galaxy instantly. And they used to conquer most of the known galaxy, yeah. like thousands of years before Star Trek. But um, but yeah, the Geminar abandoned them and found one of these, so that that becomes a problem. And it basically becomes a joint mission between the Geminar and uh, the Federation. And we get to meet uh, the Vorda that runs the mission is a very important character moving forward. Yeah. Uh, even though he dies. But I will explain what that means when, after we watch it. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's a really good episode. It's a really good action episode, too, because there's a lot of fighting. Now, it looks like the episode after that is Highlander. <laughs> yes, the quick one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, let's see. This Wednesday will I'm be... Clever. You're not that clever. This, off. <laughs> this episode week will be Chaos of Rainside this Wednesday. Um, we'll be talking about, you know, AEW, all the stuff that's going on through the latest Rampage. Um... So yeah, check all that out. We got a lot of stuff to cover with the Kenny Omega stuff and such. Uh, then the week after that, we'll be cast everywhere, and we've decided to do the movie Coneheads from 1993, I want to say. Uh, it's our first step into trying to do like 90s comedies, because we've avoided comedies for just not wanting to talk over funny movies, but this one's a comedy, but it's also not a, wasn't a well-recepted comedy at the time. It's become a cult classic. And it's got a lot of weird stuff to it. That yes. I stuff. So, yes, that is true. One of my favorite things I've learned so far is actually apparently Dan Aykroyd's favorite comedy he's ever done. Like he says, that is him. Really? Aykroyd. <laughs> like, really? He said that. I mean, he was the star. Yeah. He said, that's the best I've ever done and the best I ever will do. Like that's literally. So Bret Hart. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Okay. But yeah, no. I mean, it makes sense. It is, to my knowledge, it's the only comedy that he was like. Yeah, that's the true. star of. Because usually he is like the. At best, I mean, the Blues second. Brother he co-starred. Yeah, but that's about it. You're right, because like everything else, he's sort of like second. Like co-star slash second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters would definitely be Bill Murray. So. Yeah. Yeah. Who? I'm sorry. What? Never thought about that before. But, so I mean, it would make that that would make sense as to why he said that. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, enjoy your week. Um, we I don't have anything else to add, but I will say thanks to Eric Bowman for the theme song. And I hope everybody joins us next week. Do serious.